You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One antithesis of hope is despair. Despair is when you have, have got to the point to where you don't think what you've been praying for is going to manifest. It's been 10 days, it's been 30 days, and, and some of us, it's been over a year. And though you have received a number of things, it's just that one thing that has yet to manifest. And so now your flesh enemies and, and even folk are telling you that what you're waiting for is not going to happen. And so despair comes encouraging you, pushing you to give up. But you can't give up because what you're hoping for is bigger than you. It's bigger than you because it's a promise. God promised you he would do what you've been asking for. You're not just asking just to ask. What you're asking for is based upon what is written. That's what you're asking for. Some folks think that you should be in a place of despair because the doctors have told you that what you're asking for is impossible. But you have to open up the scripture and, and, and recognize that it may be out of their reach. But his hand is not too short. To reach what he needs to grab. Say to your neighbor, my God can do anything. Say faith. And, and so you're not going to drift off into despair. You're going to continue to hope. You're going to continue to hope. Because you understand that when it comes to hope, hope is a source of relief. First of all, it's relief. Hope is that which continues to encourage you to trust the God of your salvation continues to tell you that it's going to get better. 
And that's what relief is. It's, it's, it's when things get better. But hope is also a source of success. It lets the child of God know that, that even though it hadn't happened yet, God can do anything save fail. What he promised he's going to do. Why? Because he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not bring it to pass? Will he not make it good? And so you're going to keep hoping even though despair keeps knocking at the door telling you to give up. Even though the pain that you're going through periodically keeps reminding you that it hadn't happened yet. Woo! Say to your neighbor, you got to hold on. <laughs> you got to keep hoping. And when you consider Romans 8 and 24, Paul reveals here that we were saved in reference to hope. So, therefore, hope saves. I said hope saves. When you expect what hadn't happened yet, based upon God's word, you're going to receive salvation eventually. Maybe a process may not happen on your timetable, but hope causes salvation to come forth. Hope causes you to come out of whatever you're, you're in. I don't care how wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up you are in something. God has the power to make you free. God has the power to deliver you. You done been in such a place before. You were jacked up before you got saved. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I better say it one more time. You were jacked up before you got saved. I didn't do all that drinking and all that other stuff, but you were jacked up before you got saved. If you were on your way to hell, if you were sinning, you were jacked up. Whether you smoked a blunt or not, you were jacked up. But what happened? Salvation. God saved you. I said he saved you. And he saved you from something. Especially you. Because how many can admit you were your worst? I thought you were going to finish it for me. Let's try it one more time. You were your worst. You talked down about yourself. You didn't appreciate yourself. Your esteem was so high. But God redeemed you. He saved you. But if hope saves, it's not just about your deliverance. It's about your pros 
spirit. God is not just going to heal you. He's going to make your whole life better. God is not just going to deliver you from poverty. He's going to cause his promise of prosperity or his wish for you to prosper to come to fruition. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul does prosper. You can't think, talk, and do the word and not experience prosperity from God in your life. You can't give the way God told you to give and not eventually experience Luke 6 and 38. The good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over. You put the word of God into action, you are going to experience success. I said you're going to experience success. Now just because you made up in your mind to, to, to give God what's was rightfully healed on second Sunday, you can't expect for him to do it the next day. <laughs> now, it is a process. You have to have embedded in you hope. You just have to know that if God said it, he'll do it, he'll bring it to pass. You can't get around hope. You have to have hope. You just have to expect God to fulfill what he promise you have to expect and when you have genuine hope in God saving you you will see the manifestation of his mercy and redemption let me show you a quick scripture let's go to Psalm 130 real quick Psalm 130 Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? Psalm 130. That's where we're going. Psalm 130. And we want to consider verse 7. Ready? Psalm 137. O Israel, our church. Hope in the Lord. Why? For with the Lord, there is what? There is mercy. Simplest definition for mercy is help. When you hope, God will help you. I said he'll help you. Don't ever allow a negative, a pessimistic person to speak into your life what he or she thinks and allow it to sink in your being. Do like David. Thy word have I hid in my heart because I don't want to sin against you. 
You can't allow negativity to get in you. You're already going through something challenging. You're already battling in your body. You can't allow somebody with a negative attitude to cause you to carry around their mess. Quit being folks trash can. Quit allowing somebody that ain't got nothing good to say. To speak into your life and you carry it for eight to ten hours like you work. Loose that stuff. Let it go. But notice again here in Psalm 137. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is, notice, abundant redemption. That means God will completely free you. He'll completely bring you out. He'll redeem you from yourself. I said he'll redeem you from yourself. Some of us should have shouted because he done already redeemed us from sin. Or a redeem you from yourself. How many used to cuss? What happened? Redemption. How many used to worry all the, ha- all the time? What happened? Redemption. God freed you from that. that. That's no longer a part of your makeup simply because God redeemed or freed you from it. So when you hope, notice again these two benefits. Mercy and redemption. Breaking it down, God will help you. And God will completely free you. Man, that's a blessing when you can walk around not worried. Because of your situation. I said it's a blessing when you can walk around with a smile on your face that's genuine and not worry about your situation. Oh, situation. But this is the thing right here when it comes to hope. You can't touch it. (laughs) You can't touch hope. (laughs) You can't touch it. (laughs) You can't hug it. (laughs) Hope I show thanks you. Come here, give me a hug. You can't do that. Because here in Romans 8, 24 and 25, Paul reveals to us that that hope is in a realm that's unseen. But just because you see it or just because you don't see it does not mean it's not real. Hope is just as real as those pretty pink shirts that the homebound ministry has on. (laughs) 
Hope is just as real as you touching yourself. You can't see it, but it's real. You may not even feel that hope is working. On what needs to be worked on on the inside of you. But it's real. Something unseen is working on you, right? I said something unseen is working on you right now. You can't see it. But, but see, understand the revelation of 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. The things that we see are temporary. I cut, I, I cut grass at the house and I just, I just stepped back and said, oh man, that looked just, oh good God, that looked good. See, see, I just don't go out there with a mower and cut it. I, after I cut it, I do the little weed eating, and, and, and then I, I come back with the little edge. I don't try to edge it with my, with, with my uh, trimmer. I just get a, I got an edge. I'm a professional, and I just. <laughs> then I look back and just see. Oh, God, that's so manicured. Cut. But, but, but this is the thing. After two weeks. After two weeks. Well, let me just back up. If it was July, it wouldn't be after two weeks, after two or three days. <laughs> that manicured lump. All of a sudden, something popping up. No longer that beautiful. Just like you spent all that time sister, washing them dishes. Even blow when you finish and say, I, I got to sit down for a minute. <laughs> then them children came home. Started pulling out the dishes. And you went back in there. They didn't wash them either. They ate out of them and then put them right back in the sink. And what you... And sit down for it. Now you say, oh, God. I got to do the same thing again. Even doing good is temporary. The things that we see. Figuratively, see means experience. A temporary. But then in the latter part of 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, Paul said, but the things we do not see are eternal. Eternal in the verse equates God. Because God is eternal or unchanging. Malachi 3 and 6 says, God changes not. And because Jesus is God, 
Hebrews 13 and 8 said, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. That grass changed. Them clean dishes change. But you don't change. God does not change. If he said he was going to heal you, I don't care how much pain goes up and down your body. He's still going to heal you. If he told you he was going to bless you because of your giving. I don't care how many hard episodes you go through in reference to your finances. Sooner or later, God is going to open up a window, pour you out a blessing, and you're going to kiss the struggle of finances You have to understand when God says something and, and he does it, it's, it's in the realm of the eternal. I said it's in the realm of the eternal. How in the world, God, you're going to cause me not to have to live the way I'm living right now. Because I'm God. But Lord, I've been this way so many years. How? And, and I just done got used to get unused to it because I'm God. I didn't ordain for you to be the tail. I ordained for you to be the head and to live above. Get this. And never beneath. What does that mean? Once God puts you in a certain place, it's not his wish for you to go back to that place. He is in the realm of the eternal. But it's hard for folks to, to accept what I'm saying because they get so caught up in what they see. It, even though we know that after cutting that grass, it's going to grow back, we still want to see it. <laughs> the greatest blessings are not in the unseen. Don't just be, be anxious waiting on the report. You, you got to know that when God tells you something, it starts out in the realm of the unseen. Before you even see it, he working on it. I said before you even see it, he working Because God is eternal. And so, we have to wait. Have to learn to wait 
for the unseen. And put the scene in the back or kick it to the curb. It's your choice. Today is the day you stop making the scene the primary. Say to your neighbors, time out for you making something that was meant to be temporary. What you're going through right now is temporary. Quit crying like a little baby girl or boy thinking is permanent. Well, I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. You done been taught too much not to know what to do. You got to do what the scripture says and then you just got to wait for it. I don't see it, but I know it's there. I don't see it, but I know it's going to happen. I can't touch it, but I know it's real. I can't even walk on it. I don't have the key to it. But I know it's mine. I don't have the key to you. But I done walked around you too many times. According to what God told me to do. Not for me to go ahead and claim you. Go ahead and dance. Because I'm going to get you and even leap a little bit. Because if I know God said it, I don't have to see it. He's going to bring it to pass. Preach to somebody once he sends forth his word. Is not going to return unto him void or empty. It's going to do what he sent it to do. God told you he was going to bless you. You just got to wait on your blessing. He told you he was going to turn things completely around for you. You just got to wait on God to t turn that thing completely If you waiting on a healing, it's time for you to go ahead and get your victory turning. Go ahead and get your healing dance in. Because whatever God told you, in the words of Prophetess Beasley, he's God enough to do it. You got to wait. got to expect it. You, you, you know, Pastor Walker, blessed man, but, but see, I, I, 
I was blessed before I started getting or before the manifestation started happening. You know, he got he, he, all his own property paid for. He, he get money every month from houses that they already paid for. He, he, he blessed financially. But see, you don't understand. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow. When, when it's God blessing you, it starts in the unseen. It starts when you ain't got a dime in your pocket. It starts when you ain't got one garage to put no car in. It starts in the unseen. It starts when you accept that you are what God has decreed you are. It starts when you accept that God is going to fulfill his promise. Not when it manifests. When you're going through all that pain, that's when you got to say, God is healing me. It starts in the realm of the unseen. Anybody can shout about it once they see the conclusion. But you got to learn how to dance when you don't see nothing. Jesus himself said, blessed are those who have believed but have not seen. I ain't seen it, but I'm blessed. I I ain't seen it, but I know God is working on me from my crown to the To the sole of my feet. <laughs> Paul said we eagerly. <laughs> wait for it. With perseverance. <laughs> to be eager is twofold. <laughs> it means first of all. You, you got to be willing to wait. You can't have a problem with waiting on it. Lord, if I got to wait 30 more days, it's all right. Even if you take it to 60, it's all right. Because I know as long as I keep trusting you, the situation that I'm going through, you're going to keep everything at bay so I don't mind waiting as long as I know you are sovereign you are in charge I don't mind waiting they saying if I don't do something about it in, in 10 days this then and the other gonna happen but I recognize the earth is yours and the fullness you are in charge despite what they say so however long I have to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. They used to talk about our church when we was over on Noonan Road. 
Yeah, they over there in that little cab station. And, and you know, Walker got them talking. Walker telling them that they're going to have a, a church over there. You know over there, over there by the men club. They, that, little, that, little, that little land they got over there, got that old raggedy well right in the middle of it. And it's all grown up. And he telling them that it's going to be there. And they're just shot in there. But that's Just talking a whole lot of foolishness. Folk could talk about you for waiting. Folk could scandalize your name for believing that God is going to do a particular thing. They don't recognize that God has the final say. And everything God tells you, if it's according to what is written and revealed, he will bring it pass the same ones that talk when they saw all this manifest all they could do was look with their mouth wide open and then I say well it ain't gonna stop in Carrollton and they, oh now he talking about he going somewhere he, the boy head too big no it's a big God that want to do great things for people in more than one place. You got to understand what God want to do for you is bigger than you. He want to heal you, but it's not just for you. He want others to see that once he sends forth a word... It's going to come to pass. But not only do you have to be willing when it comes to being eager. You have to be happy. You're willing and happy. I said you're willing and happy. And, and, and see... You have to really trust God to be willing and happy. You giving and you're willing and happy even, even though you know you got a stack of bills waiting on you. But God done told you the good measure, the press down and the shaking together and the running over is coming. And on top of that, you know it's scripture. And Jesus himself said, heaven and earth shall pass but not my word and he right you see things that were on earth that are no longer here we don't have to go down the street DNL used to be over here the men club used to be on the other side of the MSW all that's gone every bit of it's gone it was temporary even though some folk, oh man, the men club gonna always be there. Oh yeah, I work at DNA. I'm gonna be there. It's gonna, it's gonna be there. Yeah, but right. hush. The things that we see are God wants His people to start putting the unseen first. Putting what he promises first. You 
eagerly wait forward with perseverance. Trials come when you're waiting on God's promise. Troubles escalate when you're waiting on God to fulfill what he said. Don't think it was it, it, it was a piece of cake for, for Daniel to just be in the lion's den until God brought him out. Don't think it wasn't troublesome to the Hebrew boy's flesh when they were talking back and forth with the king. Don't think it wasn't about the king telling them to bow. Don't think that, that their flesh was saying, you better do it before he throws you into the fiery furnace. It was a battle, but because they knew their God, they were willing to go through the fight. Are you willing to go through the fight? Are you willing to go through the trouble because of the relationship you have with your God are you willing to wait on the manifestation even though it may take more than 60 days more than 6 years because you trust your God you have to ask yourself because when you are eagerly waiting with perseverance again it calls you Something. Got to go through something. Job in Job 14 and 14 called what he was going through. A hard service. Job said, all the days of my appointed time. My hard service. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Started out with boils. In reference to his skin. Then his skin started falling off. But I'm going to wait. Folk and travel to see me. And I, I, I thought they, they were traveling to see me to be an encouragement to me. I, I thought they were going to come over and we were going to hold hands and, and we were going to pray together and, and ask God to just allow his anointing to come down and to destroy all the yokes of bondage and empower me. But here they done came to my house. Asking me, what have I done wrong? Yet all the days of my hard service, I'm just going to wait. It's obvious that all of my friends done turned their back on all three of them, but I'm still going to wait. 
And I'm still going to do what God told me to do. At least I have my wife. Oh, but wait a minute. Why she coming to me with her hands on her hips? Do you still hold fast to your integrity? That's what Joe's wife said to her. Do you still hold fast to your intake? I see that you still praying around here. You still doing your little dance around here. She didn't have a rhema word for Job. She had a demonic word for Job. <laughs> Job cursed God and Skin falling off, balls everywhere. Even though he was probably bathing, the stench was still there. He couldn't wash away the stench. She was tired of him, just wanted him to die. It's one thing for your wife to want you to die in private, but to come to you in public with a bad attitude and tell you to better man than me. I might have. I ain't never hit my wife. I ain't never hit a woman, but good God, don't come to me like that. the days of my appointed time. I'm just going to wait. Yeah! I'm holding on to my integrity. Instead of him just going off on his wife, he just put a question to her. He said, shall, shall we only expect wonderful or good things from the Lord and no adversity? You know you talking like one of the foolish women. Even his wife could not stop him from waiting on the unseen. His friends could not stop him from waiting on the unseen. I got to close it, but tell your name. You can't let your doctor stop you from waiting on the unseen. You can't let your preacher stop you from waiting on the unseen. You can't let your bestie or friend stop you from waiting on the unseen. Say to your neighbor, you got to wait on the unseen. Because a change is going to come. Woo! You got to tell them, you got to wait on the unseen. Because a change is going to come.
I better say it one more time. You better wait on the on because a change is going to and I'm done. Let's get the Lord a hand to praise.